everybody. Welcome to the Solid Podcast today. I got a special guest, but before we get into that, I want to thank, uh, say thank you to everyone who has been following and subscribing and sharing with their friends. Uh, the growth has been amazing. You just want to keep that going. So uh, don't forget, you can always find everything at solid.fm and you're doing us a huge favor when you decide to share it with your friends. Even if it's to tell your friends that I'm an a-hole, you're still sharing it. So <laughs> do what you got to do. Anyway, let's jump into the Solid Podcast. All right, everyone, this week here on the Solid Podcast, I got, I want to say special guest, but those of you who know me know this is seriously one of my best friends in the whole world, and I love having him on, especially we've been busy, haven't had a chance to catch up. Uh, let's see what he does now. Pain in my ass. Uh, travel blogger who doesn't blog. <laughs> always on the road, always doing something. Cooking show, cookbooks, like world renowned, human bobblehead. And your listenership just doubled because I'm on the show. <laughs> my homeboy, Lanai. Doc Rock, What's my cra- smartest friend. <laughs> What's crazy? I always tell people, Doc Rock, you know, that I told you that last time. I was on your first podcast, wasn't I? Yeah, one of the first. The very first, I think. I think it was the first. Yeah. We've got to go back into time and check that out. Thanks for having me, dog. Hey, good to have you back. Um, it's the only time we catch up on life. Yeah, so I guess the first question is, seeing you just got back from Japan. Wait a minute. Before we do that, I didn't ask me questions. I'm the only guest you've ever brought. I've ever brought food for you, haven't I? Yeah, but why is it fried chicken? I brought you Popeyes. And I brought you a Popeyes pie that's underrated. It's no, really normally, good. bringing me fried chicken would be <laughs> racist. But since you're Filipino, yeah. I, I think it's not racist. No, I brought you the sandwich, too. I didn't bring you in a bucket. All right, that's cool. That's yeah. better. Right. Oh, hey, shit. Hey, stop kicking. So much stuff in the studio. Just like, golly, it's a dra- it's a mine. He's over here knocking stuff Sorry down. Sorry about that. So, uh, according to Instagram, you just came back from Japan. Yeah, your favorite country. So, the first thing I want to tell you to do is don't cough on me. <laughs> I, I don't have the coronavirus. I have the corona cough. It's two totally different things. You ain't going to die from this. You might get the cough. I remember people back in, in, the, in the day having the corona vomits. <laughs> but that was a different story. We had SARS, bird flu. This is all just a ploy for the government to make a vaccine. Yeah, I So, guess. people don't worry. Or MERS. All right. If you're over 60, then you might want to worry a little bit. Damn, we better look out there. <laughs> you're close. <laughs> all right. So, you're close. Uh, yeah, tell me about your tell me about the travel club. I mean, you're always working that. How's that going? You know, I I kind of took back I took a back seat to it for a little while, and then I just got it started again about a year ago. Um, but it's cool, man. It's just a uh, it's like getting people together who've never been or don't know how to travel, and I bring them all over the world. So we we just did Tokyo. I'm doing Tokyo again. I'm doing uh, Tokyo on March 12th with a group of 12. I never really take more than 12, but I always try to take people like families, friends, or corporate companies that know each other. So I've been more booking people that know each other instead of putting it online and then everybody book a seat. Makes oh, sense? that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's, so I want to get friends. I want to enjoy this with my friends now. Like you and me, we used to travel all the time. We haven't traveled in probably 20 years. It's not that long. It was 2014. <laughs> but it seems like... Where did like, we go 2014? It, it seems like that. That's when we went to Vietnam, China. Was it 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. But it's crazy because it does it's, seem it's like a long, a long time. time ago. Yeah. Well, six years is a long time. It is a long time, yeah. especially as you get older. Six yeah. years is like we're ready to kick kick the bucket. But, we, but you know what I mean? It's like as I'm getting older, I like to travel with friends or people I know and share the experience with people. And I know some, like, some of my friends don't want to travel with anybody. They just want to travel... With their girlfriend or their wives? Actually, I'm more, I, I want to say appalled at, because that's not the right word. I don't want to diss anyone, but I'm, I'm out here trying to travel evangelize. I'm trying to teach my friends who think they don't have the time or, or, the, money. or the money to travel. You have to. How to do it. Yes. Like, I'm about that life. Like, I'm literally about trying to teach people how to do it. You remember Brett Rocklitz? Yeah, yeah, I'm I gonna love I'm going to send this to him. Him and his wife. They just started traveling about through two, three years ago. He goes, man, you're doing all this traveling. And I go, what are you going to do with your money when you die? 
because he's making good money. Him and his wife making good. Bought a home and everything. They got the you know the white picket fence. And I said you should go see the world. And now he's been to like I don't know seven countries since that conversation. Oh, and he so. always thanks me like, man, I can't believe we didn't do this when we were younger. What are you gonna wait till you shit your pants and you can't walk? You got to do it now. You know, there's right, never right. a right time. I agree with that 100 percent because like you know as maybe the majority of my traveling came say towards the end of my 30s and through the 40. Well, but we traveled a lot in our 20s. Yeah, but for some reason, I didn't count that. And, and we traveled for free. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I didn't count that. I wasn't paying enough attention to it. Like, I was, it was doing... You weren't paying attention. Yeah, I was just doing the stuff that you're supposed to do, yeah. not getting out there adventuring no, no, and no. exploring. You know what? You didn't appreciate it. There you go. Because I didn't I didn't appreciate it. That's probably what it was. Yeah. It wasn't appreciated. We were lucky, dude. We got to go Total, to, like... So lucky. The, the, the Grammy, pre-Grammy events. We, we went got to, to go well, to, how like, many, how many Hollywood events, events? We went to with Babyface? Yeah. Movie premieres? I mean... You name it, we we went all the, but we took it for granted. That's what it is. That's, we didn't appreciate. That's one hundred percent true. I don't yeah. think I don't think I appreciated uh, having a cipher with uh, Wanye and Fat Five Freddy <laughs> and, and my dad <laughs> at, at House of Blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the? I, you know what? The last time we traveled, I take it back. We didn't do Vietnam. We did Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's we were right. in the elevator San with Diego. Peel and uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel. Remember we were in that's the elevator right. with like thirty Diego. So oh. that was what. Six years ago. About. Well, I went to San Diego last year, and, oh, it's incredible. Like, stayed in the same hotel. Like, I Comic stayed. Con? I stayed. No, I just went just for the heck oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, beautiful place. And I stayed in that same uh, Manchester Grand, and I just, like, stand there because it's Manchester, and I'm Manchester United fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the location is easy to get around. Uh, uh, a lot of hookers. Riding the, sc <laughs> riding the scooter. <laughs> no, there's no pretty, hookers. I'm was, kidding. Was pretty incredible. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, folks, everyone thinks they can't do it, or... It's too hard, and yes, I know it's different when you have children's, but you got to do it. Even if it's only three days, get that self on a plane and go somewhere. It's so, uh, it like does something to your soul. It does something to your energy. I get creative recharge. That's what it is, Create, and it does something to your creativity. Yeah. I, I, 100%. I get, cre I get creative recharge yeah. every I time home, I go. And, and I know you, because you go to Japan all the time. Do you notice after you get back from Japan, oh. you walk more? Yes, you enjoy food a little bit more. You you appreciate it more. Um, and then that's how your creative juices start flowing. Like, oh, man, yeah. I got to do that. I want to do that. Or I wanna well, do this. okay. I used to kind of um, make fun of the farm to table movement because I thought it was hipster, cliche, just another, you know, like buzzword, you know, salad that yeah. they like to do. Like the keto diet. But then when I remember living in Japan, that's what it is. That's life, right? Yeah. yeah. So when I went back to Japan, um, like sort of after that, that craze, maybe like in about 2015 or so, I was like, yo, this is everyday life here. This That's is what they do every day. And and I remember why everything tastes so good. A lot of pride. So in what they do. so I'm I'm a farm to table type dude now. Yeah. But it wasn't because it was cliche or in vogue. It literally is the were. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. You always were, but you just didn't realize that you were doing it. And I think that's that's something that's common to today's era. There's a lot of things that we do that we don't realize that we do. Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. People always ask me this. Wait, it's my damn show. I know, but I, I'm taking over for a second. Because <laughs> I'm sure they ask you this too. One place, if I can only travel one place, where would where would you recommend I, I go? Hokkaido, Japan. I always say Japan too. All day. All the time. Just it. People go, you've been to Italy, Greece? I go, second and third. Yeah. Japan, Japan Japan resonates somewhere deep in my Explain, soul. Explain, but, but not because you went to school there and you like Japanese girls. Explain why. <laughs> because I want to hear why you I, think. Because somebody asked me why, and I was trying to, I was going, that's a great question. The funniest thing is, like, every, a lot of people blame it on the girls thing. That's not even it. Like, yeah. I, I was in the Middle East, and honestly, some of the, the most gorgeous women in the world are in the Middle East. Yeah, the Kardashians came from there. So what, what? <laughs> not, mid, not Middle East California. <laughs> so um, why? Why would you say, because I want to hear your answer, why would you say Japan if I had one trip to take? Okay, so I have a couple of things about Japan that resonates with me. And because I did it from studying culture and history, uh, I think I have a different perspective than most. One of the things I love about Japan is the concept of wabi-sabi where the beauty is in the perfections as a person yeah. who has attempted to be a perfectionist my whole life when i was able to learn that 
perfection is the curse of creativity. Like sometimes you just got to put it out there. And I don't mean take shortcuts or come up half-assed. That's a different subject. But at some point you got to stop messing with things and have enough confidence and vulnerability to just put it out there and know that there is some beauty in those imperfections. So Wabi Sabi did it for me. And I think the second thing that did it for me is being a person who loves history. And why do I love history? I love talking to old people and hearing their stories. Like that documentary we worked on in in Lanai, in your hometown. Like just listening to Papa Smurf and the other OGs tell us about like, hey, I remember January 26, 1929, I came here from the Philippines. I'm like, dude is 90 and he knows exactly what day he, (laughs) yo, that was just like amazing to me. And I hate to use the the, the chicken skin cliche, but those things were uh, amazing to me so what japan does better than probably anywhere else and america needs to learn this we can take our history and respect it enjoy it learn from it but then also work on our modernity like there's things that we need to move forward and that's a great you know um here in Hawaii, that's somewhat of a struggle because the cultural history, yeah, you got to hold that and you, you want to, you know, keep the alelo, you know, going and some of the other things. But you can't also be like, I'm anti-modernity and I hate progress while you're typing that on your iPhone. Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it because Japan does it the best. You could be in the mo- you could be in the most brand new building with the biggest technology. Right next to it, there's an old temple. Yeah. And in that next door to that old temple is a hundred year old ramen shop. Yes. And and the the respect for all three is still it's the same. It's it's the same. It's all. I'm gonna respect size. this joint because yeah. it's old, and I'm respect this joint because it's new. Yeah. And I'm gonna respect this joint because these guys have been putting in the work for generations. Yeah. That generational respect. Uh, finding out that EK Cycle is closing after like 115 wow. years, mind-blowing to me. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know they were closing. Yeah, 115 years, bro. They've been right there. <laughs> they have so many things that are over 100 years old. <laughs> I, I thought, I, no, I, I thought about doing a TV. I was uh, riding the bullet train and I was telling one of my friends, they're like, oh, when are you filming again? I said, I don't know, but I just got this idea of doing a show called 100 Year Old. And, I, and you would shoot it in Japan or anywhere in the world, but everything that's over 100 years old. Japan would be like 20 seasons. Because we're so immediate, we have a tendency to disconnect with our history. And, you know, this one comes up all the time in the race argument, how, you know, we have a large portion of society that says, well, it's their history, so they don't want to let go of, like, Confederacy or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? But, like, if you go to Germany... They're not talking about what they did. Yeah, That's history, and they realize they effed up, so yeah. we're going to let it slide, right? Japan doesn't have a lot of talking about what they did to Korea and, and you know, Hawaii. And, and Hawaii yeah. or whatever. There's, like, lo- there's more love. They learned from it. They love Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? And stra- Oh, my goodness. This Man, you're, you're, you're an amazing did, did individual. You, did you know that there's a, a 1.5 million hula dancers in Japan? Oh, yeah. Did you know, know that there's two hula magazines? Yes. We don't even have a fucking hula magazine. Yes. How incredible is that and and so here's what's crazy all the times i've been to japan and going to school there living there coming back and forth and the love that i get for just being from hawaii i never even pro and i'm a history person i never process the pearl harbor incident yeah because it doesn't come up there they don't bring they don't not 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 out of a shame thing or whatever it just doesn't come up the only the closest thing I can say that came up is I was working in an old folks home, part of my in-service for school, and I met this dude. He wanted me to call him Wally. That wasn't his real name. And he was in love with Hawaii. And he goes, the first time I went there was for a bad reason. Every time I went there after that, it's because I fell in love with it. And I, and even now, to this day, that was 2006. Yeah, I had yeah. that conversation with OG. Yeah. I never connected those two because right. of the love that they have for Hawaii. It's so yep. genuine. It's so pure. So, like, okay, it's a little selfish of me, uh, racist people. Why can't you be like, okay, yeah, our grandfathers did that slavery stuff, but man, I really, I really love what the country has turned into with the mix and like where we're going and blah blah blah. They can't do that. No, people. Well, people just can't let shit go. That's why I think that's that's one of the biggest things. People don't know how to let things go, and that's why so many people are unhappy. Well, you know, when it comes down to it. But I think uh, what you said about the history part was it for me too, because I went. 
for the first time 25 years ago to a Konishiki uh, sumo match. And then I went to Konishiki's retirement. Then I went to Musashi Maru's retirement. And I watched all this sumo go on. But seeing the blend of a Hawaiian or a Polynesian mix in with the Japanese and see how much they appreciate them because of the respect they showed for them, that's what got me. Of course, the food, bar none, the best in the world. Yes. That's what got me uh, for Japan. And the way that people respect each other. Uh, sometimes the people say Japanese can be cruel to other Japanese when it comes to like service industry, but I don't really believe that. I, I think that it's just. I think what that is so is anecdotal, yeah. and it happened to you, yes. so that bothers you, yes. and you're completely okay to share that. Yeah. But it's another thing to blanket all experiences like that. Yeah, because yeah, that's totally. not the case. Yeah, but you gotta visit Japan. I mean, we just went and talked about twenty different things why you should. I think that's a good first trip. I'm not trying to sell you to come on one of my trips, um, but I do them four or five times a year, take private groups, take people. Um, I think it's pretty incredible education, uh, an educational trip and history lesson for you to go. One of the last things that got me uh, about Japan, and I mean, this is probably one of my favorites, partially as a spectator, partially as watching things, you know, come into, into fruition. Um, there's a... a a Japanese sentiment known as itokodori. And what that means is this is a good place and I'm going to take that good place and bring it home and put it on my dori, my street. Nice. So it's to take this good place from outside yeah. and bring it to my street and make it my street. Yeah. So what that means is they'll take something that doesn't necessarily belong to them, something that they learned yes. from a different culture and they'll study it Yes. To ad nauseum. Oh my gosh. And then they'll perfect it. Yes. And then after they perfected it 100%, they'll Japanify it. Yes. And make it their own. That's what I love about them. That oh. I was telling somebody yesterday, because uh, I had my food tours, that I said, where do you think the shrimp tempura came from? And they're like, the Japanese. I go, no, the, the Portuguese invented it with the Spanish when they came on the, on the plantations. The Japanese came in 1806, all right? Spanish and the Portuguese came after. They saw the Japanese guy eating raw shrimp, and they said, you can't eat that raw. They put it in batter and then put it in oil. That's why if you go to an okazuya in Hawaii, the shrimp tempura is flat like a he pancake. Meant, he meant okazuya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They took, it, they took it one step further and put panko on it and yes. made it better. Yes. Sushi, the same thing. That's from the Chinese. The Japanese just made it better. Yes. You know, they, they just have that knack and that, that uh, special... Just, I don't know what it is. Man. It's it's well, what it is and how it comes about is uh, this thing of is called satori, where even though you can't reach perfection, I'm going to work my butt off to try to get there. They yeah. actually believe that you cannot get absolute perfection, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to get there. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you do get absolute perfection and you're 100 percent enlightened, uh, then you reach satori, that ultimate enlightenment. And according to them, the only person to ever do that was Buddha himself. That's what. Uh, the chef at Sasabune says. Yes. Yeah, we'll say the name. What is it called again? Uh, Satori. Satori. You still speak fluent, don't you? Yes. That's amazing. I, I've been trying for so long. I got that damn, uh, what's that lady's name? Do you buy it and you and you learn how to? Rosetta? Yeah, damn Rosetta. <laughs> she won't let me pass the first stage. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, like I tell people all the time, like if you want to learn. The, go to Japan. Go to Japan. That yeah. will help you. And then on the other side is a, a podcast called JapanesePod101.com. They've been around for about 20 years. JapanesePod101. Yes. JapanesePod101. Yes. <laughs> JapanesePod101.com. I, I bought they, the they, thing, you know. They're some of the best. I bought the thing. The thing. The, the translator uh, thing? Yeah, you talking to yes, it works. Oh, I, I've been thinking, guess where it was made. I've been thinking about getting one of those. Guess where it was made in China. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, it's because they travel a lot, so they made it for themselves. <laughs> yeah, but hey, the thing works. I was tripping out. It goes, it uh, matches up to your phone. You know that you can uh, you can rent those when you travel, just like you rent yeah. the Wi-Fi. You can yeah. also rent the Ilya. I think it's called the Ilya translator. Oh, see, I didn't know that. But I just I bought it. I think, I, you know, I go to Japan five, six times a year. I might as well buy it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But you know what they got to do? They got to figure out a way to switch the voice. Because it's that high-pitched Japanese girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would be cool to have, like, you know, a black man do it. You know, or, a, you know, a different a man's voice. Or It's just one voice. It's that high-pitched. Yes, what then, is that? When you go to Japan and they go to the store and they're trying to get you in the store? Masei. Yeah, and they yell at you in a different tone. <laughs> yes, the the Masei what, But why do they do it in a different tone? Uh, 
to get I your attention? To get your attention, probably. They probably genuinely thought and researched this because they don't do anything without thinking it yeah, through. Yeah. And, okay, if you happen to be in Japan and happen to be in an office building around 2.33 o'clock, it will smell like oranges. Really? They 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 were a big aromatherapy proponents. Ah, uh, yes. So they pumped citrus yes. into the building into I the did, afternoon I did to hear, wake that ass up. I did hear about the... Uh, the, they use oils too now. Yeah. yeah. Aromatherapy is big yes. in Japan. Yeah. But it's so crazy. Okay. So, one of the things uh, that we tend to do with this podcast, besides teach everybody to go travel, because that's a biggie of mine. Check out my website, by the way. What is it? LanaiTabura.com. I'm working on a, on a new one right now. Lanai's Travel Club uh, is the other one, but we're going to merge the two and put the blogs and the videos and the shows and everything on one. Bro, that's good. spread out. Man, as, as much as you go and the stuff that you've been doing, if you have been doing YouTube by now, you would be You know you how many people have told me that, but I wish, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like I want to get people to come with me. So why am I going to show them my secrets? I have friends that go came on my tour once, and then they go, hey, I'm going to go back again. We had so much fun. They don't call me. And then when they go, they call me. They go, hey, I'm lost. Where do I eat? I'm like, you mother, you're taking my whole job away. You know what I mean? I got to tell you where to go every day. I got to book all your reservations now. That's what. It, well, you can, you can, but you just got to charge them for it. I know. I should be doing it. Um, Maybe we should do it. There, there is. Basically, we normally come in, and, and the whole point of the Solid Podcast is, you know, this is my own therapy for myself. So I invite my friends for therapeutic conversations that we normally have somewhere getting drunk. Let me lay down, or, or on the plane. Let me, let me lay down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to when you see this picture uh, uh, let's not make fun of mental health <laughs> we it's, both are it's, it's kind of important yeah. um, today uh, subject that comes to mind uh, something I've been going back and forth with recently and in the last podcast Eric and I talked about it a little bit and that's this concept of shame and, and, and vulnerability now, I'm happy to have you here because we can definitely talk about shame and vulnerability probably better than most because for us to sit in a box for five hours yeah. and say random things to random people yeah. in, in between the same eight songs yeah. for years and make it a career and make people like it mean that, number one, we had to have... Uh, a certain amount of understanding of our shame and what it was worth, yeah. but we also had to have a certain amount of vulnerability to put ourselves out there to again hide in that box yeah. and and you know take those phone calls you know, and I, listen to I people. I think that that when you watch like YouTube people or YouTube guys with YouTube channels or whatever, yeah, they have a there's this sense of no shame to what they do and how they do it. You notice that? Yes. And yes. and but I know what you're talking about. I know what you're getting to. But I, I just thought of that because you talked about me doing YouTube. Um, but as you get older, I think you understand what that means. When you're in your 20s and 30s, you don't even want to listen to what that means. You don't really care what that means. The, Maybe your 30s. The, the shame, the vulnerability the side vulnerability or the shame side? side. The vulnerability side. Yeah. The shame side, it's the shame side too because you want to be in. You want to be cool. You want to be hip. You don't want to let people see how real how you really are you know are. what's funny everyone says that no i'm trying to be me i'm being my genuine self no and if you're your genuine self then why is it that you just so happen to have jordans and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with jordans <laughs> yeah and there are a handful of people that are diehard fans of yeah. the brand but there's a bunch of other people that wear jordans because they're the it yeah. or supreme that's how they get away with you know 200 dollars for a t-shirt right. with uh basically a simple writing in the font yeah. Because of the people trying to be in. Right. And I think that's a part of, partially to blame social media. You know, social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everyone thinks that 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 is how everyone should be. It's, it's kind of, I think it made it worse. It made it harder. There's so many things that I love about social media. And one of the things that I, I don't like about social media is I don't like the victim blaming as an excuse for... Just let me hate on social media because I don't want to point out what's really going on. So it's easier to blame social media. I don't like that aspect of it. Yeah. But I will say if there's anything that's bad about it, it's the perception of even as friends before social. Okay, here's why. Let me fix this. This what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Before social media existed, um, we would tell our friends all the cool stuff we were doing. Uh huh. 
and we would tell our closest friends the effed up stuff that's going on in our lives. Yes. Some of us never did that. Yeah. Right. And they think they're by themselves and that leads to some heavy mental instability. Yep. When social media came out, people did the same thing. All they did was just change the immediacy of the storytelling. They took out the, the bad stuff. Right. Right. So everyone says that, you know, there are people out there that are only putting out their best. There are some people that are putting out everything and there's some people that are putting out only their worst. But what you need to know, no matter what aspect of social media you see on somebody's profile, you know, let's say I go and I see Minta 23 and all of her pictures of her having fun. I need to know that somewhere she's also hurting and maybe it's none of my business, but, you know, in a DM be like, hey. Uh, it looks like everything is good. I hope everything is really well, but hey, know that if something is not well, you can call me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the other thing, let's say you see Menta23 and only thing she's putting out is sad stuff. And I'm just wanting you know I made this name up because yeah. there's a there's a <laughs> there's a pack of mentors on, on my great. desk. Okay. Right. So don't go looking for this account. Yeah. Um and everything she's putting out is sad. I would also hit her up in the DM and be like, hey, you know, is everything going on? Hey, know that I'm here. You can holler at your boy if you need yeah, anything. Yeah. Right? So, like, people tend to blame social media for all of these things. And it's like, yo, we were doing that stuff before this vehicle existed. Yeah. It's just a different vehicle. Yeah, totally. I agree 100%. And then also, though, you also got to look at social media. If you, were, uh, if you were the person putting out all those negative things, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, nobody it doesn't, wants to see it, that. it doesn't... It doesn't, uh, but it's weird to me is we want to see it in a movie. We want to see it in a TV show. It's controversial, but we don't want to see it in someone's real, real personal. I don't know. What is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody true. wants to see it in their that's, personal That's thing. true. Like people will watch John Wick and then be like, oh, this is sad when something happened in real life that's similar. Right. And I was like, you were just raving about the movie yes. where the same thing kind of yes. happened. And I get it. Like, it's definitely more sad when it happened in real life versus the movie. But it's not and, the same. And, and yeah, and you can't say, I know it, it's just a movie. Because the, the sad part about the whole thing is that's what we've come to. We like watching all these negative. Like, I don't even watch horror films anymore. Too negative for me. You know, like kidnapping stuff? Yeah. I used to watch like Dateline and that kind of stuff. I don't like watching it anymore. Why do I want to watch all this negative shit? I got enough negative shit in my life. Oh, I was watching it for <laughs> ideas on how to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, you know how to do that already. But well, you know what I mean, though? Yes, so yes. We're, tw we're all twisted. Everyone's twisted when it comes to uh, social media, vulnerability, uh, being honest. Um, I think people are confused, especially well, the next generation. And then, and then, so one of the things... Okay, one of the things that I'm going to tell you right now, and I, and I brought this up to, to uh, Big E, and I'm bringing it up to everybody that lets me bring it up. We have got to 108% stop blaming millennials on the generation after them for whatever they got going wrong with them. Why? Because we did it. We did it. And I, we and I, did it. I, I was blaming for a long time, too. So I used was to do I. it. I was doing it for a long time, and then I realized I thought, I thought that, it was funny, but uh, we that, did it. I got two daughters, and I made them what they are. You yes, know what I'm saying? We, exa we exactly made it. We did it for them. And then so... Because <laughs> we want them to have a better life, you right? You want them to have a better life. And then sometimes in the situation... You know that that, that quintessential um, uh, uh, I Love Lucy or these comedies? Yeah. It's been in 100 movies. Okay, so they're making chili, right? Uh -huh. And then so Lucy comes by and she tastes it. And she goes, mm, add a little salt. Right. And then Ricky goes, Lucy always makes it with not enough salt. Yeah. So he add a little salt. And then Fred come in yeah. and he go, oh, these two, they never put enough salt. He add a little salt. Right. So everybody add a little salt. At the end, you got high blood pressure. Right. <laughs> you got a bowl of high blood pressure. And I can't believe you use Lucy as, a, as the example. I don't even know why that popped in my None head. None of your audience even knows who Nobody the hell knows Lucy, the hell Lucy is. Lucy yeah. is. How old are you? Anyway, but the, it's been in every TV show. They yeah. use it over and over from Flintstones to whatever. Yeah. And we sort of did that to them and then we're mad at them where they when they can't do certain things yeah but we are screwed <laughs> i'm not blaming them no, but we're screwed but we're screwed <laughs> yeah right um my after you know my next topic is going to be uh i'm going to do another podcast and i'm going to talk about how we told everybody that you had to hustle 
and you got to work 24-7, yeah. and you got to be on the grind. Yes. And you know what we all suck at right now? Being on the grind. We, we all No, we all suck at <laughs> unwinding. True. We all suck that at white true. space. I'm the, I'm the worst. Me too. Yeah. I literally I suck at- Do not know how to relax. I suck at sitting down and taking a minute yeah. until I go to Japan, I'm standing in the temple, yeah. and I'm like, oh, the serenity is but, amazing. But you're still in the temple, and you're taking pictures because you need that picture for your social media. So no, you're, you're I, still I, you're I kind take, of hard, but take, you're not. I take them first, and then I stop, and I uh, literally stay there for, for like you. another hour, not me, to just soak it in. Well, because you're on a tour, it's a different story. It is, but it, with anything else, though, I have a hard time. Like, well, I, I'm also starting life over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm starting like my starting a whole new career. I was radio for my whole life, and then I got to start over again. People are like, "What are you talking about? That was ten years ago." Yeah, it fucking takes 10, it takes years, 10 years to, to restart. Get, to get started well, again. Because nobody thinks that, well, you think it takes 10 years to restart it. I just put 30 into the original. Yeah, ding dong. Right, I got to start over you again. You know what I'm saying? But, so, but, you know, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is that I have, I'm grinding again, which, which is bad. Is bad. 100%. I, yeah, and I know that a lot of people are, and, don't and, know and, how and, to do and, it. And I have been a completely guilty of this. So if I've done it to you, you can tell me and I'll tell you I'm sorry. I have been guilty of your lazy ass to get up and do something like blah, 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 blah. And some people were just like taking time to absorb. Yeah. You know, like we have definitely grind shamed people into the grind. And then now nobody knows how to take time. Nobody knows how to, yeah. to relax. Nobody knows how to whatever. And I was reading this fantastic article about the declination of hobbies in the United States. You should post that. When you go to, uh, when you go to, to Japan, you go to Tokyo Hands, and oh, you go to the hobby man. floor. Tokyo Hands, Bruh. that's my favorite store. Isn't the hobby floor the whole like floor, the whole building? So Tokyo Hands, Tokyo. Um, think uh, Tokyo Hands. Think of of not just hobbies. Think of uh, camping. Think of uh, arts. Well, it is everything hobbies, but it's also uh, on steroids with yes. like a. Uh, Gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, and it's, it's well curated, too. Like, they don't just sell any kind of rubbish. It's like a smart Don Quixote. Yeah, it's exactly. Because Don Quixote is like hectic and haywire and, and uh, you know, gifts it's a and food. It's an organized Don Quixote. Chaotic Don yes. Quixote. Yes. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of what Sears and uh, Montgomery Ward oh, used school, to be yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But... At, a, at you know a Japan level, right? So we need a Tokyo hands. Hella, hella cleaned and hella you know like involved. But when I when I got here, Pro Ridge, you know hobby company, you I was there pretty much the every, every day after work. You know <laughs> there was like eight hobby stores in this town, and hobby hobby tat, which is one of the last oh, yeah. ones up in uh, Kaimuki, like even they they're like limited to like fishing and RC Ben stuff Franklin now. they're falling you know they're not as busy as before not as busy as before did you and go to the Shibuya Tokyo Hands oh yeah did you see what they them. did in the back no so they have a little coffee shop you know what the coffee shop is camping so there's like a little <laughs> fire a little heater two camping chairs and you order your coffee and you sit like you're camping and the, the decoration is camping it's crazy. How genius is that? But it's so simple. It's so crazy. We we don't know how to do that. We don't. No. If we go camping, we're like, I need a Wi-Fi device. <laughs> we need a Wi-Fi device, or we need a, a toilet, or we need because I can't even camp anymore. I'm, I'm like, well, we 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 professionalized that glamping. Yeah, glamp. And then even then, like, okay, when I went to Japan and I spent time at Lake Shikoku and I was walking around and enjoying oh, myself. Nice. I was like, before, when people would ask me, hey, you want to go camping? And I would ask them, what are you effing high? Like, I spent <laughs> yeah. I spent six years in the military, professional camping. Right. I ain't going nowhere. Right, you right. know, I want to be some, but. And, but you don't have to camp. No. That, that's no. a bad but, idea. But, example, but having but. having gone out and, you know, stood at the lake all day. Yeah. And, like, I, I took about 30 minutes worth of video. And, you know, flew the drone a couple of times. I parked it. And the rest of the time, I just sat there and stared at the lake and was like, man, this is peaceful. This yes. is serene. I just did that at Mount and, Fuji last week. And, you know, it was it's a 200-mile drive, but that was even dope. You it know? reset your button, didn't it? Uh, hey, it was it was gorgeous. I'm riding. This is funny. I'm riding in a Subaru, which I never would buy in this country. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's it's amazing. And I'm riding in a Subaru. It's freaking cold. But I got the window down. And I'm driving down this mountain. And, you know, 
I'm just enjoying the view, enjoying the multicolored foliage, enjoying the snow-capped mountains, and listening to T.I. Yeah. <laughs> Expeditiously. Yes. My favorite podcast at the moment. Nice. And I was like, this is just great. But I wouldn't necessarily do that just to drive the Wine Eye. Right, right. Which we have. Yes. The things that we're talking about, minus the cold, yeah. we have here. I can get in the car and drive all the way out to Wainai or Mokalaiya. That's funny. Brian Kailana just sent me a message last week. He said, when are you going to come and, and uh, stop for a minute? Yeah. Like, stop for a minute mean I'm going to go to Makaha, spend the day on the beach. Because I try to do that, you know, every three months or so. I used to do it once a week. Now it's, like, impossible. Because now i got to live my kid's life. I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> You know, for my kids, it's like I'm a chauffeur or whatever they do. So if I have free time, my free time's eaten up by them, you know. But it's hard to go and make time for yourself, but it's important that we do. It's, sorry about that. It's, it's important. important that we do. Like, and, and it's very easy to say that I don't have the time. It exists. Yeah. And what's funny to me, and I'm not going to bash anyone for what they like, but it's funny to me how many people don't have time to do anything uh, they don't have time to have a hobby. They don't have time to read. They don't have time to pay attention to the news. But on Sunday, between August and February, they got time to put eight hours worth of watching football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And the same brothers who tell me that yeah. say they don't have time to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to give a football, but... Maybe an hour. Cut it back. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to watch every single game. Yeah. Like yeah. me, I'm lucky that the Raiders have been shitty for the last 12 years um, because they only come on TV a couple yeah, times yeah. a year. Cut, your, cut it short. It cut, it cut my football back a lot. And that's where I developed all this time to do all of the things that my same friends tell me that I'm great for. Yeah. It's just that when my team became you, junk, I wasn't wired to the TV. You know what I was looking for last night on the internet was uh, someone to teach me how to meditate. Because I can't, um, I can't clear my. I can't sit for thirty seconds and have a clear mind. I got you. I, you got somebody to help me? No, I, I, I use Calm app. I don't know if that. I need somebody. I need like they have somebody. Gui they have guided meditation. No, but I need like a person. I need the. I need the energy to go. You know what I mean? Like a teacher. Like I, I can't take a piano lesson and watch somebody on the internet. Oh. I need them physically to be in the room with me. Okay, solid podcast listeners. Any of you guys out there into guided meditation can come and teach Lanai. But I'd like to see your. I'd like to see your app. Yeah, I'd like to anybody try. Anybody can come and teach Lanai how to go through some guided meditation. I had to learn how to do this. Do you meditate? Yeah. Every how many? Day. How many? Every, how many? How long? Every day, fifteen minutes. Wait, and, I might get in trouble for playing this one. And what? And what? And what do you? I know it didn't take you. I know you didn't do it the first time. Fifteen minutes. How long did it take you to get to five minutes? That's how that's how the app works. You start at five minutes, and then so you, how long did it take you? You do you do a week. You have to. Okay, that's the plan. So you do five minutes for a week, and then it ups it to like seven minutes for a week, and then it ups it to ten minutes for a week, and then you get to fifteen minutes. You have fifteen minute guided meditations. See, I got to try. And then after you get good with the guided meditations, guided guided means they're telling you what to do. What to do? Okay. Right. Breathe in, breathe out. Pay attention to the breaths. Um, sit back. Let your feet touch the floor. Okay. Concentrate on your feet for a second. Make sure you're feeling the floor. Wiggle your toes. You know, grab the ground yeah. kind of thing. While you're listening to them, Louise getting on your nerves don't kick in because you're you're busy concentrating on on that, right? So um, as you're going through your guided meditations, eventually, uh, one of the guided meditations, believe it or not, is, is hosted by LeBron. That was what got me. Oh, really? Yeah. So they, they bring in guests. Yeah, right? yeah. Tandy Newton, LeBron, like all these I'm other cool people. I'm a LeBron fan. And then um, as you go through your guided meditations, one of the the you migrate yourself to just I can just li listen to the the audio and the audio can be ocean it can be rain wow. I got one that's just the fan noise because yeah. I, I have I, a fan that I turn on to go to bed yeah when I was a kid growing up in the hood the fan noise yes, put me to sleep me too so when I have a hard time that's sleeping that's so funny I I, didn't, I thought I was the only one no, I rock the air on. conditioners on hey, I still turn the fan on we had the uh, <laughs> the round joint that swings back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the real ugly one and that's the picture and so I guess because I saw that picture it reminded me of home and so sometimes when I get homesick and I, I miss my sisters or whatever I'll sleep listening to the fan noise that's so weird it's I crazy thought I, I thought I was the only one listening the humming it's yeah. the humming I was so I was I interviewed um, um, guy what is his name Def Jam Russell I only Russ, Russell um, Simmons Russell Simmons 
after the interview, we walked onto the hallway to take some photos, and it was just me and him on the side. And I said, um, I want to know what your key to, not your success, but what is your key to, to keep it going? Because he was grinding on, you know, this is 20 years ago. He's grinding on all different levels, right? Clothing line, this, that. I said, I, I know you must have a big staff. And he said, nope. He said, you know what the key is? Meditation. Every day at three o'clock, he has a meditation room behind his office. He meditates for 30 minutes and no one is allowed to bother him. He said, I got it up to 45 minutes now. But he has his timer set for 30 minutes, but he goes to 45 minutes and he sits in that room every day, six days a week. See? And he said, that's his success. And then I hear Oprah say that was her success and, as and well. Then, okay, so here's the funny. When I tell, uh, I was telling somebody else recently, and they go, I can't do that. Why? Well, because my kids. My kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the greatest lesson you could teach your kids now while they're four years old? Is how yeah, to meditate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like. How long you been doing it? Uh, about a year. And how how you feel? Absolutely fantastic. If you don't do it, what do you feel? Uh, frustrated, hectic, uh, wound up. What time do you do it during the day? I do it in the morning when I first get up. Okay. Uh, before I get out of the bed, I put it in before I get up. Because then it's easier not to have those distractions. Because you're still laying in bed. Because I'm still laying in bed. And then some people say you shouldn't do it laying down. Some say, I can do it standing up. Like, you can do it whenever. So I always do it um, before I get out of bed. And then there's a night program that I listen to before I go to sleep. Because what I used to do is watch the iPad or the I, or the the, the, T, uh, the phone, sorry, English, second language. Um, and and what they, you know, the story about blue lights and all that. I don't even know whether I believe this or not. But it makes more sense that if you turn that light off that your brain sensitivity oh, yeah, wise yeah. will calm down so rather than watching you know last minute YouTube videos till I fall asleep I listen to the nightly calm they call it and that winds me down quicker so I fall asleep faster do you have anxiety no did you ever have anxiety no oh. not I wonder if it helps anxiety yes I'm starting to turn into a hypochondriac yeah I I, <laughs> I never had see you know what I'll take this back you're a paramedic I'm going to say I could have had anxiety, but in the hood, you weren't allowed to have mental issues. And that's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the worst parts of my culture is you weren't allowed to have mental issues. So we may have had it and we might have called this something else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anxiety might have been substituted with being shook. I think I, I think it's from all the stuff we've been eating. Like processed sugar is probably the biggest one, fructose syrup, that type of thing over the years. That Because look at who's getting it. It's the... It's the people our age and the people who have kids yeah. who have like, you know, who've had kids are getting it. I think I think that anxiety for people that have kids comes from the if you listen to the world, the world is scary and dangerous and blah, 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 yeah, blah, man. blah. And so I can see how that will wind you up. That will wind me up because I don't have to yeah. worry about that. And I also, because I don't have to worry about it, I can look at it from 30,000 feet and be like, that's total BS, that's total BS, that's total BS. Yeah. So like when my friends post these articles about, oh, this is the next dangerous thing that's going to kill your kids, I immediately come, this is BS, and I break it down as the why is BS, and here's how you can double check that this is yeah. BS, and that this is designed to make you feel some type of way. And then you just sold yourself but, out of it. But I can do that because I don't I don't have an actual threat. Right, right, right. right. And then, so it takes an outside person to explain it. And so that's the critical thinking. That's my critical thinking for the podcast. Like I try to come in and explain like the one I just did about your phone spying on you. They can't freaking spy yeah, on you. Yeah. It's just not the, 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 you gave them all, you, the, the technology is not there. Yeah. You gave them all your information. That's why they know. They know everything. Yeah, you, we, we tell them everything. So I just figured this out. I just figured out when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I don't know when at the exact time, but remember when we were at the Iraq, uh, the war? Yes. So uh, Reagan was president. Yes. And they were. And my grandfather used to watch the news every night after dinner, and we would watch it, and they would talk about this war that we were into, and I thought that they were going to come and bomb us. I was living on Lanai, by the way. So at that age, I thought they were going to come and bomb us. I would go to the bathroom and throw up because I was afraid. I never told anybody this, that I would go in the bathroom and throw up. And this went on for a couple years now. Not, I didn't throw up every time, but every time they talked about war and I got into watching it, I would feel uncomfortable, upset stomach, and then I would throw up. Okay, that passes. About a year ago, I get my first panic attack in an elevator. The elevator gets stuck. I start sweating. I start panicking. You know the first thought I thought of? The bomb. 
getting bombed in an, and getting trapped in the elevator because the building was going to fall on me. And then this little kid goes, sir, he pulls on the back of my shirt. I didn't know he was in the elevator. He's like five years, six years old. And he goes, are we stuck in the elevator? And then it stopped. <laughs> the panic attack stopped because this guy distracted me from thinking of that thought. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? That's I guess that's clinically what you're supposed to do is think of something else. <laughs> like, what but the it, hell? It's funny. The little kid is the one that, you that know, like, pop, pops you out of it. Yeah. yeah. So I have this thing now where, okay, so if I go and relax, going back to relax is what I was going to get to. I have this thing where I think that if maybe I need to learn how to meditate so I can wipe out things. But then the second thing is when I'm alone, spending time looking at something, my brain is going because I don't want to think of the negative thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's something that's interesting about this. If the average person is like, you know, who follows us and whatever, they would probably think that those guys live a charmed life and we don't have these issues. Yeah. And so, number one... I got some good ones. Thank you on the... Vo- thank you <laughs> the holler, right? <laughs> I got... See, you guys got regular folk issues. We got professional issues, yeah, yo. I got, I, got, I got that issue LTD, you know, lim- <laughs> the limited ones. Yeah. Um, but I like that... First of all, thank you for taking the time to share that story uh. because, see, that vulnerability that we used to have back in the day yeah. when we would share that with people, it would bring folks out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, I was telling Eric this on the last podcast and it, it just reminded me one of the greatest things that we, you and I have ever got a chance to work on was when we had Hawaii talks oh, with, yeah. with chief Joe on the side. Street talks. Oh, street talks. Yeah. I see. I me and he was trying to figure it out and I was saying it street wrong. Talk, yeah. The ability for us to just sit in a room and that was the original podcast, dog. Holler back, right? Yes. Listen, listen to folks, and then be like, "Yo, I'm not a professional advice giver, but let me try to offer you something from a, a friend standpoint." Yes. Or we weren't old enough to be uncles yet, and we didn't even know what the hell we were talking about. But you know, what we did do. Yeah. We listened. Yeah. We were on the radio yeah. and we listened. Yeah. And what was different about that, and I understand this now as an older gentleman. Normally on the radio, we're talking out to people. Yeah. That was the one time a week where we shut up, turn the phone on, and say, hey, call us. And you tell us what's popping in your world. Yeah. Right? And then so for that one moment in time, we were listening. So the moral of the story is, one of the most vulnerable things you can do is shut the F up yeah. and listen. Yeah, that comes with age, though. Right? That really comes with age. And so now, one of the reasons why I do this cast is, like, you know, I would love for somebody that's younger than us to learn something from this, but also am wise enough to know that, you know that dumb question, what would you tell, tell your 21-year-old self? Yourself. Yeah. Man, I, 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 normally, I normally tend to keep this podcast clean, but fuck that question. <laughs> yeah. That question is so stupid yeah. and it's so ignorant, and radio people stop Asking that yeah. fucking question. Yeah. Why? Because your 20-year-old self wouldn't well, not, fucking they would listen. listen. They wouldn't listen to you. They, they would never listen to you. Sorry for that angry segment yeah. at minute 47. Either would your 14-year-old self, your 15-year-old self, or your 25-year-old self. They Shit, ain't going to listen. Think of it, dude. My 40-year-old self wouldn't <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was right. still hard-headed. Yeah. So what happens is, is that's a dumb question. What's better is like, what do you wish you had learned earlier? That's yeah, a better yeah. way to put it. Yeah. You know, you know what I tell something my, of that nature. I just told my daughter today, I said, because uh, we were talking about taking vitamins and, and she's 17 now. And, and you know, because she's like, grandma has this and mom has this and you have this and I have that. I said, yeah, you're getting set up right now and if you don't start taking care of y'all because you eat like crap, right? Yeah. So I said, I said, you're not going to understand any of this right now, but I'm going to tell you, Take vitamin C and more fiber, and you haven't. When's the last time you ate a fruit? She goes, uh, two weeks maybe. And I go, you haven't eaten, even eaten a fruit, right? I said, you're not gonna listen to me now, but you're gonna later. You're gonna go, shoot. I remember what dad Bruh, said. Bro, you know what's crazy <laughs> is our folks told us that back yeah. then, and we didn't have it like today. Right. We only had like Twinkies and yeah, yeah ding um, dongs. Dude, what was that super good ass one? It was like about as big as a phone. It was uh, brown. It had the white joint in the middle and then the brown bottom. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It I was forget. the it was the best yes. it was the best hostess joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Suzy Q. Suzy Q. Yeah. So, man, yo, I used to steal. I mean, buy Suzy Q's <laughs> and 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 two sodas. Mine was Ding Dongs. Ding Dongs. Good. Ding Dong was fucking chocolate covered yeah. Suzy Q. Yeah, it was. Oh God. So Suzy Q was the cheaper one. But but you know what I mean. That that's what I'm talking about. You you um. 
you're like you say you're not gonna you would not listen to yourself so you have to redirect the way you say it yeah so like the way i tell her i always Re- I call her, it reframing Re- reframing, reframing yeah reframe yeah. the way you say it I, I tell her all the time as you and i always it's like my disclaimer now okay you're not gonna listen to me now but you're gonna understand it later you know what you I used know. to do? How I got to be the badass that I am today? I was lucky and I was taught this a long time ago. But I used to wear a rubber band on my wrist. Uh-huh. And whenever I would catch myself with a limiting belief, I would pop, I the, can't. pop the rubber. Yeah, I yeah. can't. Whenever I would say, I can't do this uh-huh. or I can't do that, I would pop that limiting belief. And I would just try. And it's funny to me. If you told 20-year-old self me yeah. or even 18-year-old self or 12-year-old self me that... I would be sitting up here eating roasted Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I would tell you the f off, <laughs> hardcore. Right. That's funny that you say that because I always, I was always told that I can't. So I always do everything that I yep. people tell me that I can't. So people always my some of you've told me this. But I need to focus on one thing because I do ten things. Sorry, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It I ain't gonna happen. Time too. Yeah. I, I, it's impossible for yeah. me because we didn't know back then it was called ADD. We, yeah, yeah. We were just considered bad. Yeah. We didn't have a. a I have an, six a, jobs and I'm always gonna have. We didn't have an escape have right or an excuse rather. Yeah. Oh no, he's just a bad kid. Right. You know, and then so. But it was all. But it, it, that. But it was also. You, they tell you, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And and as a kid, you think, well, that's what I'm gonna do. You know, don't touch that. I well, definitely want to touch it. Why things that I well, can't? Why do. can't I touch it? In yeah. your mind, you think, why can't I touch it? I'm gonna do it. So when people tell me, oh, you can't go open a, a club or you can't go open a restaurant, not now I'm like, oh man, watch. You know how my dad me got me not it. to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> he made you eat it. And no, and that's what happens <laughs> if you got caught. Rather than saying, hey, don't smoke, because everybody in my family smoked. Yeah. Right. So it was going to be a dumb conversation for him to tell me, hey, you can't smoke because everybody smoked. Yeah. Right. So what he did from early on, which was probably more genius than anything else, he took a pack of cigarettes and told me, okay, smoke these like five at a time. <laughs> and I got through about three puffs and I was You're coughing sick. and I was like that's nasty he goes cool remember that yeah that was it yeah never I didn't smoke cigarettes no, so, after that. so my grandfather we found a pack of cigarettes and with some money and I was I was probably in fifth grade and my I was in like was, fifth or sixth my grade my cousin was sixth grade he I said he goes do you know what these are and I said those are cigarettes he said do you know what's in it he said no I never opened a cigarette you just saw them burning he opened it up and he showed it to us. He goes, you see that? He goes, put this in your mouth. And he's like, what? He goes, I want you to taste it. He put it in our mouth and it tastes like shit. <laughs> so we never touched a cigarette. Yeah. So the same theory, right? Damn. Tastes terrible. Damn, man, if only my dad had done that to me in Crazy Girls. <laughs> okay, this is a crazy girl. <laughs> Crazy girls strip bar? You need to no. no, you need to date her. Okay, look, oh, never date girls. her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With girls. <laughs> that, unfortunately, dad didn't teach that lesson. Yeah. But you know, again, this goes to this goes to say, like, people if 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 I could teach you anything, and if anything I want you to gather out of this, besides you need to travel, and besides besides you need to take some time to calm down and relax. Well, I like how you put it all together. Is is that that vulnerability, right? Yeah. Being vulnerable and saying, number one, no, I don't got this. Yeah. I have taped on walls all around my house. You got this. Yeah. But it's sometimes okay to say, no, I don't, don't got, got this. It, yeah. And then the other thing, the most important thing, and it it this chokes me up when I say it. So I'm trying not to cry on the mic. I wish my friends that didn't think they had someone to talk to would have called me. Yeah. Yeah. Because if anybody would have talked you out of it, it would have been yeah. me or anyone yeah. else for that yeah. matter. So I always put this out there, too. If you feel in any type of way, even if you think we won't understand, call somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, call a stranger. They got hotline, yo. Yeah. You know, and I'll link the hotline. But don't don't think, don't be uh, 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 too ashamed because shame is a freaking wicked drug. And don't be put your pride down. Unvulnerable, yeah. like especially dudes. Yeah, dudes got to learn to be vulnerable. Man, I think uh, uh, one of the lessons I learned recently too was from um, this a good friend of mine, Apono. He's a um, he's like a high priest, and and that's what he always tells people. He says, "Hey, you got to be more vulnerable." And I, for a long for a while, I didn't understand what that meant. You know what I mean? We don't need to be. We don't need to. Put we don't on teach the, it. No, we don't. They, who teaches? No one does. They don't teach it in school. They don't, your parents don't teach it. Nobody teaches that. That's why we have all these issues. I today. guess the closest thing we learn is trust fall 
but that's like a couple of feet. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. not, that's not the same thing. Like, oh, okay, my friends caught me, and right. now what? That's yeah. that, that's not the same. That's like old school uh, corporate learning. Uh, let's let's come up with a uh, something to fill time with. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really about being vulnerable. Yeah, I don't think at all. And, and again, we only touched this, the the the, the scratch the surface. See vulnerability. What's I can't, that? I can't even talk, and What's yet I come book? every week. <laughs> What's that book? Uh, the vulnerability. The power book. of being vulnerable. The power of being vulnerable. by Brene, like Rene, but with a B, Brene Brown. Yeah, she has probably one of the most uh, talked about tech talks. I think she's probably. I gotta check. Send even, that to me. You should link it with this podcast. Uh, I want to see that too. I want to see the. See, TED Talks. I even just typed Rene. I was supposed to say Brene B R E. This is the part from your radio professional. You're supposed to know to lag time while I to fill the time while I look this up. I thought you were a radio guy. What the hell are you no, doing? I retired ten years ago. <laughs> Actually, I still do a show in Tokyo on Inter FM. If anybody wants to listen, it's on Saturdays, and I do Fukuoka Monday through Thursday. But I play island reggae music, so I, I it's so weird that I can't Holy get out crap. of radio. I said she was at four million views. Forty six million views and climbing. The power of vulnerability. The Send power that to of me. Vulnerability. Yeah. That's, Send that to me. That's a really, really, really good. Uh, and then there's sort of two. She does two back to back, but the book itself is really good. And I'm telling you, like this is an amazing uh, talk. And I, the funny thing is, this came out in like 2011. I think I first watched it in like 2012. And that was one of the beginnings of my like learning to accept my vulnerability. And it's a life changer for me. Well, and I think for you, because I know you a long time, you're a smart guy. And you, and we've had this talk before. I think sometimes when you know so much and you talk to somebody else that doesn't know so much about any subject or whatever, and you know so much. You, you, it sounds like you're talking down to that person. You, you. Uh, so then they become intimidated yeah. by you, and then it gives you the power in a sense, or that you know that red jacket you get to put on the golden you know jacket because yeah. I know everything kind yes, of deal. Yes, yes. But it also it does it to you as a disc jockey. Yeah. Because you have the power to tell everybody, and they don't know that you have all the information in front of you, but the way you deliver it and the way you make it sound is, I know everything. So what does that give you? After time, you become that. Andrew Dice Clay became his character. Yeah. You remember Andrew Dice Clay? He didn't wear cut-off gloves and the fingers sticking out and wet gel hair and a leather jacket. That wasn't him. Watch his first stand-up. Yeah. He just imitated that guy. And then now it's him. It became him. So as people, we become this tough guy. Especially now MMA is big and social media, this is my life and blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit, guys. You know, we, you, these people have become this, but they're really not them. It's really not them. Not at all. You know? So that, that's what I see maturity. That's what happens with maturity, but that's and I also see with growth. That's what happens to you as you get older. And, and that's the one thing that I, I, I wish I could go back and, and just try to dig deeper into my own head. You know, like sometimes you got to stop eating your own soup. <laughs> yeah. But you know a lot of shit. You yeah. know, you do know. I always tell people, I said at the beginning, Doc, Sean, Doc Rock is my smartest friend. Like but, I, I'll say, you I send you learn, stuff and I ask you, do you know about this thing? Or, but what you know? I, 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 it took me a while to learn how to deliver that back in a non-intimidating fashion. Yeah. And as an adult here, uh, you know, in my old age, I can say why I did it. Because I was always told by people with less pigment than me yes. that I wasn't good enough. Right. So I was going to outgood them being by smarter. being Einstein. Yeah, yeah. So when people question me and I drop an answer, like, and I even remember the comments, oh, man, damn, you're pretty smart for a black dude. And <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know that was a, a yeah. diss at the time. Yeah. At the time, I was like, oh, yeah, see, I proved it to them. Yeah. I was like, you can't prove anything to anyone. Yeah. To this very day, I can tell you right now, stop trying to prove yourself to anybody because right. you can't prove anything to anyone. And half the time, you can't even prove it to yourself. Right. So just take providence out Yeah. and just do. We are looking at the day where someone can see a cup of water and like, that is a red cup of water. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay, it's not red. And like, that, we live in that world right now. So definitely stop trying to prove yourself <laughs> yeah. now because folks straight up don't believe you anyway. Where the hell did that come from, huh? Is it a red dress or a blue dress? Bro, oh, see, <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, was it is it Yanni or I forgot the other yeah, one? Yeah, is it yeah. Yanni or yeah, Louise? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Lanai. Well, so thanks we, for having we me. We killed an hour, yeah. as we always do. Uh, tell us how to find a hold of you or get a hold of you or follow where? me on Instagram. I have a really uh, entertaining Instagram. It's at Lanai. I think it is. Anyway. Where do we send the invoice? At Lanai, L A N A I. I'm also on Facebook. Um, and I don't get all controversial. I just, it's all for fun. All my stuff is for fun. Um, I do post food and stuff, though, because that's my business. But uh, also, you can check out lanaitabura.com. And come on one of my trips, man. We should do a trip soon. Yeah. Even I, if it's just like, the, you know, a small group. My, my, next, my next trip is I'm going to put together a bunch of old dudes to go to, like, Seattle or Portland and just a bunch San of old Francisco. people. Old people and get high. San Francisco. Let's go to San Francisco. <laughs> it would be funny, especially people who've never partaked in yeah, their life. Yeah, yeah. I just want to take them somewhere and get them high. Yeah, maybe we'll go to make, Amsterdam. And make videos. We should actually go. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to Osaka in November. Wait, you should come with me. Last time you and Christian went to Amsterdam. <laughs> we were with Joe Hall. <laughs> no, never got high before. I, maybe I shouldn't tell this story. Oh, yeah. We'll save, I'll save we'll it save for another one. Yeah, save it. Anyway, folks. Big ups to my man Lanai for coming through. Good job, Doc, for doing this. Don't forget, everything is on Solid.fm. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts get in this guide. Thank you guys so much for supporting the cast, and we'll see you all again soon. Uh, who we hope. Aloha. Aloha. Stitcher, Player.fm, or wherever podcast getting is got.